welcome to the Maritime Podcast. You are listening to Gary Howard, Europe Editor at Sea Trade Maritime News. Today's In Focus episode of the Maritime Podcast looks at marine lubricants and decarbonisation. Joining me for a chat is Aitan Yavuz, Regional Manager, Lubricants, Northwest Europe and Americas at Chevron. The maritime industry has seen the importance of using proper lubricating oils as fuels change. There are a few notable maintenance issues around the change to lower sulfur fuels. Aiton goes over some of the development challenges Chevron faced with its latest marine lubricants and how that product and the process as a whole fits into the oil major's overall decarbonisation plan. I start as ever by asking Aiton to introduce herself and her role at Chevron. Hi, I'm Aiton Javus. I'm based in Belgium and I am a regional manager for marine lubricants in Chevron. So today we're going to be talking about something sort of vaguely in the energy transition area. So why don't we start from the top? What is Chevron's corporate energy transition strategy and where does maritime fit within that? Our energy transition strategy is to lower the carbon intensity of our operations and grow lower carbon businesses. We have increased our lower carbon capital investments and ambitions to progress our energy transition goals. By 2028, we expect our lower carbon capital to more than triple versus prior guidance to over $10 billion. In response to customer needs, we are increasing our renewable fuels and products to deliver three times more renewable diesel and sustainable aviation fuel. Over the same period, we are increasing our renewable basalts and lubricants production 20-fold and increasing hydrogen production for industrial power and heavy-duty transport customers. We are investing across capture, transport and storage and plan to grow our CCU's business primarily through hubs, targeting third-party emitters as partners and customers. We are also growing a carbon offsets business to help lower our carbon intensity and provide a way for our customers to achieve their own emission reduction goals. In support of all of these initiatives, a new business unit was launched in July 2021, Chevron New Energies, to accelerate the company's energy transition strategy by growing lower carbon businesses. CNE, in short, brings together a team of dedicated support to create innovative solutions that are complementary to our strong oil and gas business, while at the same time leveraging Chevron's capabilities, assets and customers. Fossil fuels will remain in use for a while, but they could be combined with onboard carbon capture expected to meet future greenhouse gas emission reduction targets. As for the maritime industry, today's shipping contributes about 3% of global carbon emissions. IMO's initial GHG strategy, which was adopted in 2018, set an ambition to reduce the carbon intensity of international shipping by at least 40% by 2030 and to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions by 50% by 2050, both in comparison to 2008. In its initial strategy, IMO's focus has been on short-term measures that improve energy efficiency through technical and operational measures, such as the Energy Efficiency Design Index, the Energy Management Plan, and the Carbon Intensity Indicator. In 2023, a review of the initial greenhouse gas strategy is planned 
and long-term measures and mid-term measures will be developed. The current strategy addresses only tank-to-wake emissions. Chevron would like to see a more holistic approach that also considers well-to-tank emissions based on an agreed life cycle analysis methodology. Is it possible to identify a fuel or even fuels of the future? Actually, there is no silver bullet on future fuels. Some vessels are already running on methanol, LNG, e-fuels and biofuels. But ammonia and hydrogen are also potential alternative fuels. To achieve IMO's 2050 goal, a switch to lower carbon energy sources is essential. The greenhouse gas reduction potential of a particular fuel will depend on its entire well-to-wake pathway, not just its tank-to-wake emissions, as IMO's initial GHG strategy does. With that in mind, many fuels are potential candidates. Our view is that a mixture of current and emerging fuels will likely be required. It is important that the entire marine fuel value chain collaborates, including the fuel supply chain and the bunkering infrastructure, to bring these fuels to market at sufficient scale to accelerate the pace of the reduction of the greenhouse gas emissions from shipping. And how is Chevron handling the energy transition process with the ever-growing market challenges? The use of different fuels will be key for the shipping industry to meet the target on decarbonization and the greenhouse emission levels set by the IMO for the shipping industry. Challenges the industry may face include availability of the required fuels in different ports, cost of these fuels, infrastructure support and supply capabilities, and especially in smaller ports. And on top of that, of course, having the correct lubricating oil for each of the new fuels. As for marine lubricants, Chevron's goal is to have solutions available for customers, specifically for the engines to operate on different fuels, such as, as I mentioned, LNG, methanol, ammonia, and other fuels from renewable sources. Chevron Marine Lubricants already has expertise in lubricating vessels operating on LNG for a long period and over the last few years also on methanol fuels. And there are several projects exploring emerging technologies, fuels and lubricants to enable a lower carbon future for the marine industry. Future products require deep planning and research. How are you gaining client confidence regarding those future technologies? And then what are the risks if clients aren't on board? Advanced planning and research is a necessity when developing new products. It is a crucial part of the process that Chevron has been following for many years in developing new products and solutions for our customers. It's very important to understand the customer's point of view, keep up to date on market development trends and introduction of future legislations. It is our aim to work closely with our customers as well as engine manufacturers and gain confidence from our customers and partners. This confidence is key to success and our relations are based on expertise, professionalism and trust from both sides. If clients aren't on board, they may risk operational issues and not meeting OEM specifications in future. If you're enjoying listening, make sure you never miss an episode of the Maritime Podcast by subscribing on the app of your choice.
Can you tell us about the lubricant market and the readiness for future technologies? And I wonder, are there any learnings perhaps carried forward from other recent changes we've been through, like uh, like sulfur caps, for instance? So over the last two years, during the COVID pandemic, from a logistic perspective, the market experienced a lot of challenges. We, however, were able to overcome these challenges to stay on top and keep our customers' vessels in operation. The inability to meet customers face-to-face was difficult, but we quickly adapted to a digital world. As for the shipping industry, looking at it at this moment, it is doing well. Containers are high in demand, and despite challenging in certain locations, in general, the shipping industry hasn't done too badly. The focus area at this moment is energy transition, and we are committed to support our customers in this journey. What we do notice is that the shipping industry is getting more complex, requiring tailored solutions for different fuels, introduction of new generation of engine, and the possible change in operating conditions. We continue to stay on top of these developments and are sharing learnings continuously with our customers and partners. And what are some of Chevron's upcoming projects or launches in that area? So we recently have passed and received a no objection letter from MEN Energy Services for our Tara Ultra Advanced 40. This is our new Category 2 40BN cylinder oil. This completely new high-performing product will certainly support our efforts to provide our customers with high-quality lubrication solutions for the ever-changing requirements of the future. Also, early 2023, we are looking to launch Taro 12 XP. This is a low-base number trunk piston engine oil, which is designed for engines operating on low sulfur fuels, which is particularly important for emission control areas. This product is designed to help achieve engine cleanliness and is compatible with our current range of Taro DP and XL higher base number TPOs for use with higher sulfur fuels. So operators can switch from high to low sulfur fuels and high low BN TPOs without the need to completely drain and refill the lubricants in their engines. This will reduce complexity and waste for our customers. On the digital front, we are also planning to launch some updates to our digital service in the months to come. Our digital solutions will utilize artificial intelligence with known data points and predictive vessel movements. One of the examples is a new fast onboard app. This will help manage and improve our drip oil analysis services. Going back then to the 40BN Taro Ultra, why was it necessary to develop that product? When IMO's fuel sulfur limit came into effect on 1st of January 2020, it brought into use large quantities of low sulfur fuel, which presented a challenge to lubrication. The familiar balance between acidic high sulfur fuels matched by high base number alkaline loop oils had gone making it challenging to maintain cleanliness in the engine with the less alkaline, lower BN loop oil. Engine designer MEN Energy Solutions issued a service letter regarding this in April 2019, nearly nine months before the sulfur cap came into effect, and then followed by another one in May 2020. 
that set out a new cylinder oil strategy identifying two performance categories, which it termed Category 1 and Category 2. For its MEK9 engines and above, the higher performance Category 2 oils were recommended. But initially, only 100BN and 140BN oils met the requirements. So MEN Energy Solutions advised that engineers should alternate between those and conventional 40BN loops. Hence, we set out to develop Ultra Advanced 40, a Category 2 compliant 40BN oil that would not require such switching between 100 and 40BN oils. And for anyone uh, sitting there thinking, oh, this, uh, this sounds like a product I might want, when will the Taro Ultra Advanced 40 be available? So our Taro Ultra Advanced 40 passed MEN Energy Solutions two-stage main no objection letter, as we say, NOL. This process was completed in April 2022, confirming the status as a Category 2 oil that provides lower sulfur fuel engine operations a low BN oil that offered the cleanliness associated with higher BN loops. It is one of the first oils in this product profile, and it complements our marine lubricants Tara Ultra 100s and Tara Ultra 140 higher BN products, which are already rated as Category 2 oils. Now for the launch, our Tara Ultra Advanced 40 loop oil will be available across our extensive global supply network in the next months to come. First, as of next month, September, in major ports such as Singapore and Rotterdam and a few others, and then rolled out further to all our ports gradually in the next three to six months. So not long to wait. And then just finally, if we have a bit of a peek behind the curtain, what was the development process like for Taro Ultra Advanced 40? So most new lubricants require small evolutionary steps to progress from one formulation to another. But because of the step change in performance required to meet MEN Energy Solutions Category 2 requirements, Taro Ultra Advanced 40 needed a different approach. It required a different balance of components in the formulation from previous oils to provide the cleaning ability provided by high BN loops. We selected potential components and formulations based on Chevron's technical expertise and the accumulated knowledge and experience from our development team. The most promising candidates were tested on the marine laboratory test engine so that by the time the final formulation was submitted for tests by MEN Energy Solutions, we had a high confidence level in the success of Tara Ultra Advanced 40. Testing involved working partnership with MEN Energy Solutions and Cape Shipping, one of our valuable customers. This company uses the type of engines targeted for the new type of oil and operates a modern fleet of high standards. MANAS first evaluated the candidate oil and the proposed test engine and pulled pistons at the start and finish of the tests to check parameters such as deposits and wear. In collaboration with Chevron's field test team, the engine was monitored with intermediate engine inspections and drill oil analysis carried out using Chevron Marine Lubricants DotFast onboard test kit. MENAS used the data from its test to check how the oil performed to confirm that it's either comparable to 
or supersedes 100 BN oil. Tara Ultra Advanced Blue Oil obtained a good pass, so we got the annual objection letter in April of this year. I bet that came as a relief. That was um, great. <laughs> great. Well, thanks very much for your time today, and thank you for appearing on the Maritime Podcast. You're welcome, and it was a pleasure to provide this uh, interview. Thank you, Aiton, for being our guest on the Maritime Podcast, and thank you for listening. <laughs>